Julie at Dogcast Radio. If you like dogs, wherever you are in the world, we're the show for you. Hello and welcome to episode 233 of Dogcast Radio, which is a little different because we're going to try putting shorter shows out but putting them out more often. So still the same great content but just presented slightly differently. I'd love to know what you think of this idea and whether it fits with how you listen to Dogcast Radio. You can find all our shows at dogcastradio.com along with a myriad of other great dog-related information and entertainment. And talking of hubs of dog information, in a minute you're going to hear all about K9 Nation, which is an app which connects dog lovers and allows them to share their opinions and experiences recommendations and everything about life with their dogs, as well as having articles and more. Founder Becky Baker is going to tell us all about it. I wish it had been around when we first got Buddy. I'm sure it would have been a great support. Here's Becky. Canine Nation, in its most simplest form, is an app for dog owners. Um, It's available for whether you've got an Android phone or an Apple iOS phone, and it's completely free. And the principle behind the app is that it's an online community for dog owners. So if you think it's a hybrid of Facebook slash TripAdvisor, so whether you want to network, meet other dog owners, share cute pictures of your dog on the newsfeed, or you are looking for specific information about dog-friendly pubs, groomers, restaurants, all that kind of stuff, it's all housed in one place for you in a, in a free and easy to access digital location that is Canine Nation. Brilliant. Very succinctly summed up. Brilliant. And it sounds such a great idea because, I mean, often, particularly when you first get a dog, you don't know all the places that you can take them and where is dog friendly, and where isn't and where to avoid, more importantly. You know, um, so something like this is great because it's a real hub of information that you can just, as you say, one stop shop, drop in, particularly for local um, you know, that that's such a great idea because um, it is important, isn't it? You know, our, our local environment is where we walk our dogs mainly. Um, but I found when I f- first got my dog that there were there were places in the in my local environment that I hadn't explored and I didn't even know about. And it took me a long time to discover sometimes. So that that pooling of information is really useful, isn't it? Absolutely. And and I think, you know, in terms of the origin story of where the idea came from, it was absolutely that, Julie. You know, I got uh, my dog buddy, he's now five and a half. So, you know, six months in, single pet parent. And, you know, I'd had a a dog as a family child. And so I thought I knew what I was doing, but I quickly realized that having responsible ownership, you know, completely, you know, responsible for him was a very different ball game yeah. there was loads of information I needed to to be a responsible pet owner I like you say I was really sick of my same old walks that I just happened to know and I just knew that there had to be other stuff out there you know I'd go and visit mates and we'd go on lovely walks where they lived but then when we tried to find a pub to go for lunch afterwards you know I couldn't leave Buddy in the car yeah. where do we go they don't know because they're not doggos there was just so much I needed and there was a few different websites out there that did various bits. So, you know, you might be able to find a dog walk on a website over here, or you might be able to find a dog friendly pub over there. But it was really bitty and it was really difficult to try and plan ahead. Or if you wanted to do a day out with the family. And I just thought there has to be an easier way. Like there just has to be. And I, I did some research and there just wasn't anything out there in the market. And my background actually day to day um was software product management in the in the legal sector of all things. Mm-hmm. I kind of understood tech, 
So it wasn't a massive jump for me to think, how can I, how can I start this? How can I build something that I think dog owners would really love and that I would really love selfishly? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was my prime target customer, um, you know, of, of everything I needed. And it was, it was just having something that made dog ownership easier, you know, yeah. whether you whether you um, like to leave your dog at home and have a dog walker come in because you work full time and, and that's your needs and you need to find a good local dog walker or whether your dog is with you 99.9% of the time and you want to know all the places you can go together. It, it, we're not here to judge or to say what's right or wrong, as long as it's, you know, ethical and responsible. But we just want to make that process easier for you as a dog owner. We want to give you choice and information. And that's kind of one of the core values behind the app. Yeah, yeah. Sounds great. And it is very important because your your dog is, and I say this, I don't mean this in a fluffy, silly way, but your dog is like your child. And as I say, I don't mean that in a silly, fluffy way, but you are responsible for them. You educate them. You love them. You you look after their health. You entertain them. You know, you, you show them right from wrong, as you say, in a kind way. But um, you love them above all. And so... Yeah. So they're precious and you need to know that you're, you're putting them in, in responsible, loving hands if you leave them with somebody. So, I mean, whether it's a walker or, or somebody that pops in or, or a groomer, I mean, that's a minefield, isn't it? So it's good to know for a peace of mind that you're giving them to somebody good. Um, but also it's great actually to, to celebrate because there are people out there, you know, shopkeepers and, and groomers and whatever, who are very, very, very good and pro dog. So it's really good to celebrate that, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think that, you know, the premise behind the app and, and how we uh, deal with it in terms of reviewing and, and what the quality of those services are like is all um, driven by the community. So we aren't, as, as Canine Nation, having an opinion about those businesses or those services or those products. It's all peer review, same way as it is on TripAdvisor. So you're hearing from other dog owners just like you. And there's a big difference I found. I did a a road trip, which I'll tell you about later, but I did a road trip with Buddy on my own. And there's a real big difference between dog friendly and dog tolerant. Yeah. And it's all right posting yourself as being dog friendly. But if when you're there and your dog's barking and you're getting evils from behind the bar because your dog's not you know, perfectly behaved. To me, that's dog tolerant. That's not dog friendly. And having a dog who's slightly reactive myself and I can't always, you know, know how he's going to behave. I just think that's really important. Um, And and you're absolutely right. I, I am a little bit of an anxious person and it goes down the lead to Buddy. And, you know, for me, it's important, you know, where where I leave him that I can fully trust and that I can relax and that I know he's getting great quality care. And and that's all I really want for the dog owners out there. I, I want them to have that freedom of choice and that level of information. And I think I've had so many different conversations with our focus groups, with our brand ambassadors. And there's a massive shift, Julie. I don't know if you've noticed it, but a real big shift towards conscious pet ownership. Yeah. So. I remember when I was a kid and we had our wonderful American Cocker Blitz, who I still miss to this day. Um, You know, my parents were great, but I don't remember them overanalyzing what type of food to give him or, you know, how long is appropriate to leave him or enrichment or any of these terms. And I think there's this trend towards dog owners being a a lot more conscious in their decision-making for their dogs now. Yeah, yeah. 
there are hobbies, there are, like I say, enrichment and man trailing and all these different wonderful things you can do with your dog now. And if we can help contribute to the narrative and raise awareness of all those things and help people be more conscious pet owners, then what a great thing to be a part of. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. And there is there's a huge amount of, of variety in when people say we're dog friendly. For example, we used to, I will name them because it was our experience. So we used to go, we used to be members of the National Trust. They may have changed their policy now. I don't know if they have. Do let me know. I'd love to know. Um, but we were members of the National Trust. And we found that in a lot of their, their properties, dog friendly actually meant you can walk your dog on a lead in the car park. Oh, and, gosh. and literally, honestly. And and I was like, well, but I can't. I'm, you know, like you say, I'm not leaving the dog in the car. I'm not leaving in there. So there's no point. This is not dog friendly. A dog friendly car park is not, you know, a dog friendly venue. So we we actually moved to English Heritage, who are much, much more dog friendly. Um, so that was it. I mean, to contrast that, I often ring up if we're going somewhere beforehand and sort of say, when you say dog friendly, what does that actually mean? And there is a venue uh, near us. Um, I'm just thinking of the name. It's Hawkston Park. I'm fairly sure it's Hawkston Park. I will look that up and I'll say at the end what it is, but I'm fairly sure it's <laughs> Hawkston Park near, near Shrewsbury. And I phoned them and, um, and sort of said, look, what does it mean when you say dog friendly? And they said, like, your dog can go everywhere with you, even into the toilets. So, you know, and that's an important part important points because as you say particularly if you're on your own and you go somewhere how do you go to the toilet with the dog you know two months in a motorhome on my own with the dog and I had that problem so many times and it it was awful absolutely awful Julie and yeah I mean I've been to a a pub where dog friendly means you stay out in the beer garden come rain or shine and then I've been to a dog friendly pub there's a particular one um over in Bridlington called the uh, Sobian no sorry the ship in in Sour Bay and oh there are blankets by the door for the dog there's you know the organic natural treats on the bar there's a little doggy mint like you couldn't go any further in being dog friendly and there's that huge spectrum and to, to just use that one term dog friendly just isn't <laughs> enough for me so yes. for us you know whether it's walks products services our community can give them paw reviews so you can give them five paws for, yeah but amazing and, and it goes on you know the whole spectrum and you can add photos of your experiences you can add your comments and reviews and you know it's up to the community to review and inform each other yeah. and then when you do that research you're planning your day out you know, what's great in the app is that you can search via your current location. Uh, so it's called like a geolocation feature. So you can drop a pin where you are and mm-hmm. say, right, I want to find a pub within 10 miles and it'll give you your list of results. Or you can look ahead and say, right, you know, non-pandemic world, of course, you can say, yes. I'm going to I'm going to Bath for a wedding this weekend. I want to take the dog with me. So, you know, I want to have a daycare just for the day of the wedding but I don't, I don't know anywhere down there. So you can research ahead and say, right, I want to put the postcode in the hotel I'm staying at and I want to see within five miles where's a great daycare. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you can get, you know, all those kind of use cases and that's what we're building and that's what I want people to have. Yeah, that sounds it's so good. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Um, so I know that one of the things you're, you're aware of is that with lockdown, a lot of people have got dogs 
maybe yes. they weren't a dog owner before and 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 that's great and and I can just imagine that the dogs are I mean our dog has been such a support and and you know those times when you're really when it's got too much and you're really really at the end of your tether and the dog just makes you smile just either by sitting with you or by doing something funny or you go on for a walk with them whatever and they just keep your sanity um but you know push is coming to shove now and we're going back to work and hopefully lockdown is I'm touching wood but hopefully lockdown is lifting so there's a challenge there isn't there with for those people so how are you um aiming to support them so a, a big part of the app we have on there is our, our articles and our blogs so our articles are our third party um expert content so we work with a lot of industry professionals um you know they run their own businesses and we reach out to them and we get them to cover topics such as separation anxiety what do you do if your dog growls at your child or you know a whole range of content and that's all available in the app and on the website for people to look at and then we do blogs which are more they're for most as a team like our personal experiences to help people because you know I first got buddy non-pandemic just (laughs) I was just a working person and I struggled Julie I know I found it really overwhelming I'm a you know, a very diligent person. I'd done all my research. I'd got as prepped as I could. And I still found it really tough. And there were yes. moments, and I've been very honest about this and said, I almost considered rehoming Buddy. There was another person who wanted a cockapoo. I let him go and have a, a trial weekend with her. And I realized I wanted him. And, it, and you know, yeah. that was a changing point for me. But crikey, if I felt like that back then, yeah. under normal circumstances and that's just the normal trials and tribulations of going through the puppy stages or a dog trying to settle into their environment maybe being a bit destructive or nipping you know t- times that by three or four or five yeah. as people are adjusting to life out of lockdown it's it is it's a, a worrying time and I know that the dogs trust are already reporting I think I saw a headline that you know said some 172 dogs have already been you know asked to be rehomed after you know the Christmas period and it's frightening for the industry what it might mean and I think if we can do anything to support those people by signposting them to useful information on the app if we can help them to connect to whether it's other Labrador owners or the cockapoo owners who might share similar experiences or they can just have a rant in a safe space on the news feed and be like oh my goodness does this nipping ever end like am I a bad person for thinking my dog is the devil no, you, you know, the community will be like, no, absolutely normal. Here's a tip that worked really well for me and my kids, blah, blah, blah. And I think if we can help support some of those pandemic puppy owners or dog owners, then that will be great. And, and you know, I'd love to do that. So, yeah, that's that's such a great I mean, that's very honest of you. That And, and I absolutely understand what you mean, because, I mean, I waited years and years and years to get a dog of my own. I was in my 30s. My daughter was seven. I was like, OK, right the time is right. And I was working at home a lot. Okay, great. And 10 days after having this puppy, I was just walking around going, what have I done? What have I done? done. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think we all have that. What have I done moment? And I couldn't, and the worst was I can remember thinking, I can't even say to my husband, Oh my goodness, what have I done? Because I've, I've, you know, campaigned to get this dog. You know, he didn't want the dog. I wanted the dog. So I've, I've not, not pressured him, but you know, I've, I've sort of, I've campaigned to have this dog and really, really, you know, wanted this dog. And I can't turn around to him and say, oh, I, I think I might have made a mistake. And I mean, I hadn't. But in that moment, you do have that moment of of wavering and sort of going, what have I done to us? I'm just walking around with a spray and a, you know, and, and a cloth and I'm cleaning up after this dog. What And is this what life is? So it is, you know, puppies are wonderful. 
but they're blooming hard work as well. And, you know, they bite and they bite you and they bite your favourite things. And it feels personal. And I remember uh, interviewing Carolyn Menteith, who's a wonderful dog trainer. And she was saying one of the things she gets asked so much is, why does my puppy hate me? And that's how it feels. And she said, because, and I say to them, look, they're like little velociraptors and they just go around and bite things. That's what a puppy is. So they're wonderful. But my goodness, they test you and push you. And you don't expect that. You think, I love you so much. Why don't you love me? You know, why are you hurting? You know, why are you peeing and pooing on my carpet and all these things? So it's really, really good that people can have this, this outlet for that. And, and the support from other people to go, yeah, been there you know that's what life is but it will get better yeah because you know look at instagram facebook everyone just puts the perfect cute picture oh isn't that beautiful and isn't that wonderful you know family portrait and it's not it's really hard and funnily enough i've had um someone who's recently got a puppy and they've been so excited to, to pick them up and they've been wanting it for ages and you know we've spoken about it lots i've managed their expectations and they still messaged me this week saying is this normal he's drawn blood blah blah i'm like yeah, yeah. It, it, he isn't the devil. It's, I'm sorry. It's just a phase. He is exploring the world. And, you know, I've shared with him some of our articles about the different reasons why puppies bite. You know, sometimes it's exploratory. Sometimes it's um, trying to get your attention. And then you go into the teething stage, which is something different again. And then, you know, it goes on as they grow and different reasons. And yeah, I'm not an expert. I'm just a dog owner who had an idea yeah. for a product. I rely on the the experts that we engage with to help provide that content for our community. And I just think the education piece is so important because then if they can see there's light at the end of the tunnel, if they can see the support coming, maybe they won't give up so easily. And I don't mean yes. give up in a horrible way. Oh, no, no. Way, but, you know, it is hard. And especially if you've got young kids who are suffer- you feel are suffering because of yeah. a, a dog's behavioural issues or something. But, you know, I had a great tip shared with me when I had pup- uh, when I had Buddy and we went to puppy classes because it was really getting me down. I was, you know, I, I would come home from work, I'd get into the same pair of leggings and the same hoodie because they were just trashed. Yes. And I was like, I don't want any more clothes to get trashed. So I'd put on this same pair of clothes for him to hang off. And um, and the vet where I was having the puppy classes said, clean your wellies and wear them in the house. She said, because when your puppy's nipping at your feet or your ankles or your trouser legs, they're playing a game. And because you dart out the way in pain, they think it's a prey catch thing. So they're yeah. chasing after you and they're getting a reaction. She said, if you wear your wellies in the house or you get your kids to wear their wellies, when that dog chomps down on your ankles, you won't feel it. You won't react. The, the puppy will get very bored and will stop. Yeah, brilliant. Such a great tip. Such a great tip. You're listening to Dogcast Radio on www.dogcastradio.com. And then similarly, when it came to the teething phase, they were like, you know, your puppy's gums are really hot and sore and they're itching and that's why they're chewing. I was told, you know, take a tea towel, saturate it under the tap, twist it and pop it in the freezer and then when it's frozen, let them chew on it and the cold soothes their gums, but it's not damaging and they're not ingesting it. And then you can just keep doing, you know, tips like that. Yeah. Amazing. And if we can share those within the community and support each other, then fantastic. That's yeah. what it's all about for me. Yeah, absolutely. And it, that's life saving, isn't it? For you, <laughs> it's sanity saving. Yeah. And for the dog, as you say, it gets to stay in the house. And, and that's that's really important. And I mean, we're talking about people, we, we were talking then about people during lockdown who have got dogs and maybe are first time dog owners. But I have to say, 
every time we've had a new dog, a puppy or a grown up dog, you know, I've had that. What have I done moment? And because they're all individuals, you have to learn some new some new lessons for them. You know, I mean, the teething tip that that could work with every dog, but there are other things. They are individuals and you have to sort of learn from them and with them. And, and so, again, that that support from other people who might have had a dog that had a similar problem or a similar issue or, or you know, similar energy or whatever it is to find that support is 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 wonderful. So it doesn't matter whether it's your first dog or your 10th dog. It may be that they throw up a different uh, question, and you kind of go, oh, "I've never encountered this before," and and that support is 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 as as necessary then, isn't it? So it's it's a really good um, community. And all the experts I've spoken to, you know, particularly over the last few months, a topic that keeps coming up for us in discussions is you have to know your dog. You know, yes. you have to be able to read their body language, their signals, whether it's because you're out in the park and they're intimidated by another dog. You have to learn that, you know, Buddy, unfortunately, is a little bit reactive um, for bigger dogs. He doesn't have much confidence. I don't know why. Yeah. As I say, it's probably down the lead for me. Um, you know, if I'm a bit anxious, he gets a bit anxious and you have to be able to read their signals and yes. they trust you. And, you know, for example, for me, if I see a big dog coming towards me, I now know don't put him through it just turn and go a different direction yes. just about the situation yeah. and that's my responsibility to do that as a dog owner yeah. I've never had that with a dog before you know we, we never had that with Blitz when I was a child yeah. he was fine but you have to know your dog and get to know them and like you said they all present unique situations and unique problems whether that's health related breed related behavior related you know you have to get to know them as yeah. they're as unique as you and I are. Yeah. And I think you have to invest that time in getting to know them um, and, and treat them accordingly. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We, we had a reactive dog and I know exactly what you mean. Cause you're going to go, Oh my goodness, he's going to kick off. Oh. And one of the things I found, somebody said to me um, that you tense up and um, you stop breathing. And immediately it was Pam Dennison said, to, she, you know, I say to people, breathe, breathe you're not breathing and they they look at and they go how do you know I'm not breathing and she says because your dog's not breathing so you know they're just standing there and and, and then and then another lady Imogen Holt was saying she'd um she said to people sing when you get tense and you see that other dog sing because you can't stop breathing then and you can't be very tense when you're singing and she used to she was telling me she used to walk around parks with people sort of just singing away just to stay relaxed for the dog so there's a tip for that people will look at you strangely but the dog will be okay <laughs> The dog's happiness is most important. So, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So tell me more about the road trip. What inspired that? Uh, so <laughs> I, I first came up with the idea for K9, you know, about four four years ago, you know, not long after I'd got Buddy, as I said. And um, I kind of pootled away with it. Like, yeah. I was working time I, I bootstrapped which means you you use your own finances to basically get an idea off the ground and yeah. so I took my savings and I took a bit off my salary each month so really slowly chipping away at this idea did that for about two years and then in 2019 a, a culmination of events at the job I was at I just thought you know what? I've been here six seven years I've had enough That's really sadly actually a colleague died in a in an accident and it was just one of those moments for me where I thought you know what life is too short yes yeah so I quit my job a very comfortable job a couple of miles down the road you know big race I, I quit my job and I thought I'm going to do something with this idea so I thought wouldn't it be great to buy a motorhome get it all branded up 
and go out on the open road for a couple of months, just me and the dog and just meet the world, just, just meet the people who I'm building this app for and speak to businesses, speak to dog owners, just go and explore and, and, you know, see where's dog friendly and just try and validate this idea I've had. So that's what I did. And, um, I've never been motorhoming in my life. It was little old me driving this big beast of a wagon through these country (laughs) roads and scraping it on trees and all sorts. And, you know, I was going a different place every day or every other day. So it was quite strenuous in terms of, you know, constantly moving and planning and going on campsites and just me and the dog. And yeah, we, you know, funnily enough, we got on the one show talking about it a little bit before, which was really great fun. Um, And yeah, we just, we went all over the place and I've not been that many places in the UK and it was absolutely fabulous to see, you know, particularly all the coastal areas were beautiful and so dog friendly. I'd never been to Cornwall or Devon and they were stunning. Like I will definitely be going back down there again, but you know, what we touched on earlier about traveling on your own with your dog, it's hard. Like I often needed to use the loo and I had to either squeeze him in the cubicle with me and then people are queuing to come in and they see you come out with your dog and they give you a really strange look <laughs> what you were doing. Or, I, you know, occasionally if I was in, popped into a pub for lunch and I had spoken to someone, I would trust them to like hold him for me while I just nipped to the loo. Um, food shopping, blooming nightmare. Yeah. My other half kept coming and delivering care packages for me because I'm rubbish <laughs> at cooking and I lived off pot noodles for God knows how long. But he, he would drive sort of four or five hours after work to sometimes come and check I was all right and, oh. you know, give me a load of fresh food and stock up my fridge and then he would go back home again ready for work at, you know, three in the morning he'd set off. Um, so it was a really funny time and I've got a, on my YouTube channel, I vlogged every night and you just, you see the madness start to set in through the two months where it's just me and the dog and I'm just like well we did this today and uh, this wasn't the best experience and I went this way to walk buddy and I I went all the way to this national trust place and the little you know what wouldn't walk because it was raining and I just paid 10 pounds to cat park and you know all these crazy stories um it it was really tough but I absolutely loved it and it was a real thing for me for confidence as well. And, you know, if, if I was to say, oh, I'll go do that again now, it'd probably terrify me, but I'll always look back and think, do you know what? I did that. And it was really great fun. Yeah. Slightly mad, but great fun. <laughs> Brilliant. But it's those mad ideas that occur to you that you think, yeah, I'm going to do that. You know, that you, you look back and think that was, that was really fun. That was great. And it's the mad ones that you think, no, no, I'm not doing that. That you think, oh, I should have done that. So that's great. That's, you know, those, those daft ideas that, a grown-up would say to you don't do that but you do them (laughs) (laughs) and and you know what I I came back from that trip with a a new you know revitalized sense of purpose and I got myself on an accelerator program for my business in the September you know I, I got another job on a consultancy basis a couple of days a week to pay the bills and I set off on the journey to make canine what it is today so yeah. I, I did a six-month business accelerator I got a seed investment and we relaunched the product so it it, it was all I'm very much one of those people who thinks that everything happens for a reason and it was just part of the journey for me yeah brilliant brilliant sounds so good but I love I mean the idea in the first place for for canine nation you know for you to have that and think yeah I'm actually going to do this and as you say it wasn't easy you know and it took faith yeah and money and time um but yeah great I think that's lovely if you've got a dream think even if you have to think what's the first step 
that I could take towards doing that, you know, because break it down. If it's too frightening, just break it down into manageable steps and, and make that first step. And yeah, definitely have a go. I still live by that even now, Julie, because, you know, this I've always been a worker bee, you know, been an employee for someone else. And the whole entrepreneurial experience is really alien to me. And I'm, I am learning stuff every day. And I, th- I think ignorance is a blessing in some ways. And like yes. you say, if I, if you knew now what you know, if you known back then what you know now, would you still have the confidence to do it? Probably not. And I'm sure I'll say that again in another couple of years. And it is it is a challenge, but it's a really exciting one. And I love the fact that it was my dog that inspired me to yes. change my life in this way. And I love those stories from other people as well. You know, in in the dog business sector, ninety nine point nine percent of those businesses are run and owned by people who love their dogs and a yeah. dog owner. And it's such a wonderful sector to be a part of. So, you know, he he was my motivation. He was my reason. He's my why. So, you know, I love that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I absolutely agree because I I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you today, talking to you today. I wouldn't be podcasting. I wouldn't be writing without Buddy. You know, um, 2003, we got him. Oh, my goodness. That seems a long time ago now. But 2003, (laughs) yes. we got him and because I'm, as I say, I'm the talker and my husband's the techie, Mr. Dogcast is the techie and he knew podcasting was coming along and I can talk. <laughs> and basically I used to go, go on a dog walk and I'd be ages and he'd say, where have you been? I'd say, oh, I've got talking to, you know, Ben's mom or whoever's mom. And so he knew I could talk about dogs until <laughs> the cows come home and he knew the, the technical side of it. And that's how we got going. So yeah, absolutely. When your dog, lead you down a, a new path it's brilliant isn't it and it opens a new career doing like oh yeah <laughs> so Absolutely. yeah definitely. dogs are much more interesting than legal services I can tell you <laughs> they're much more interesting than teaching yes <laughs> <laughs> oh give me a naughty dog over a naughty do- naughty child every time yeah. <laughs> so there you go um that's been really really interesting is there anything else that you'd like to say either about canine nation or, or dogs or, or anything else no, I don't think so. I just think, you know, for me, it's really like, you know, the business is growing now and it's, you know, other people are getting involved. We've got investors, it's a different landscape. But I think what's really important for me to just reiterate is the values on which we're based and how they will never change. For us, it's all about the responsible dog ownership. It's about transparency and, you know, the, the love that we have for our dogs and and you know my my tagline was you know it's your dog it's your life it's your way um and, and that's really important to me yeah lovely excellent so now the important bit <laughs> where can people find the app how can they get it so you can either go if you're an android user you can go on the google play store where you go for all your other apps and, and similarly you can go to the app store if you've got an apple device and you just put in the the letter k and the number nine and nation and you'll find it or if you want to find out a bit more information you can visit the website which is www.k9nation.dog and the links to the apps are on there as well directly and we're on all the socials you can find us as well in all our content so great that's great and and the best of luck to you and to buddy he's been very good very quiet yeah he's snoozing away bless him (laughs) i love that to have a great idea and then to see it through wonderful i wish becky and buddy all the best and as usual you can find all the relevant links at dogcastradio.com along with photos of becky and buddy So that's it for this time. Let us know what you think of shorter podcasts more often. And if there's a story we need to include, an expert, author or owner we need to talk to, or if you just want to say hello, do get in touch. Until next time, look after yourselves and your dogs.
Thanks for listening to Dogcast Radio, available from www.dogcastradio.com. That's D-O-G-C-A-S-T radio.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us, and wherever you are in the world, we'd love to hear from you. You can do so in a variety of ways. You can contact us on Skype with the ident Dogcast Radio. That's all one word, Dogcast Radio. By email, you can contact me on Julie at dogcastradio.com When contacting us by email, if you have the facilities, please record your questions or comments and send them to us as an audio file. That way we can include them directly in our programme. We can accept most formats, for example, WAV, MP3. All these methods of contacting us can be found on our website, which is www.dogcastradio.com And as ever, the final word goes to Jenny. Threw a ball for my dog last night. It's a bit extravagant, I know, but it was his birthday and he looks really good in a dinner suit.